Hey, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. In <laughs> the Prefatorium. Whoa. That was loud. Yeah, that came through a lot uh, <clears throat> a lot bigger than I expected. Sorry about that. Yeah. Off the charts. What do we do here? I think. We. <laughs> Let's just do the whole episode. Talks <laughs> about. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But I do think that we talk about show mm-hmm. matters, even though they would apply to mm-hmm. the, this week's other episode of yeah. the Archive Proper. Any yeah, this recent is, show it's matters. A, it's a cumulative problem. administrative matters get it's covered an, here in the Prefatorium. It's an issue I've identified, that the show matters no longer apply or are, are no longer stated upon the show. Mm-hmm. That you're going into? Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and put the prefatorium show matters back into. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We talk about show matters and we also read comments. No, no, we do. No, I, I, I've listened to this podcast. I don't think we read comments. How can we read comments when we don't have any comments? Do we not have any comments? I'm just kidding. We've got plenty of comments. Oh man. (laughs) That was just a mess with Adam. Yeah. Oh, Take oh it, actually, Adam. before we get started. <laughs> before we get started. Hashtag, where's Adam? Where is he? Has anyone found him yet? Nothing. No, I've, I've seen no submissions yet. No one submitted. So just keep oh, in mind. Man. Do you think he's in a ditch somewhere? If he, It doesn't matter if you it get a photo of him. It doesn't matter if he's in a ditch. <laughs> we don't actually care where he yeah. is. We just want people to try to find him. Get a photo of him. Yeah. Send it to we us. We just want confirmation. Dead or alive. Nobody gives a shit about Adam. Happy we birthday, Adam. His, yeah. Happy birthday this week, Adam. <laughs> It's the only birthday we're celebrating this month. Uh, <laughs> Are you happy? Are you happy, Adam? <laughs> oh, man, they took away so. my birthday. <laughs> Gave it to you, and you're not even here. Hashtag where's Adam? Hashtag happy birthday, Adam. Um, tweet or Instagram or Facebook us a photo of Adam. Recent. He has to be holding newspaper. <laughs> With the with, date with clearly the date. visible. Yeah. <laughs> and you will win a phone call from Adam as he in assembles which he will, a sandwich. Yes, redescribe the ingredients of yeah. a sandwich that he's building. Assuming he's not dead in a ditch. Yeah. 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 If so, um, we've been working with uh, those teams that made the Tupac hologram. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we can. We're going to get a hologram they're, they're to call it you. down. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Now that I'm saying it, I think we wasted a bunch of money on that. We could have just had a good, like, you know, impressionist voice yeah. actor. Yeah. yeah. Why do we need the hologram for a phone call? Jeez. That was a bad idea. Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. Who? Well, uh, Adam, if you're out there and if you're listening, uh, I'm excited to tell you we have. Five comments. <laughs> Starting with a couple of thoughts that were uh, noted in response to the March 7th episode of The Percolator. Mm. Uh, there was some conversation there about that Pooh movie, mm. Christopher Robin, the teaser trailer for that. Um, and uh, who was it that said that they were impressed by the voice of Pooh? I, I think. Both Drew and I did. Okay. I think both Nick and I did. Somebody else had some thoughts on that voice, and it is Mike Westfall. Mike Westfall. 
Mike says, it is indeed Jim Cummings, the current voice of Pooh in the trailer, which is a really nice touch. Someone else is filling in for Tigger, though. But more interesting is Peter Capaldi as the voice of Rabbit. I like that. That's really good casting. That is really good casting. Wait, who's Peter Capaldi? You might know him from The Thick of It or In the Loop or Doctor Who. No. Then you don't know him. (laughs) I've heard the name. But he knows you, and that's the important (laughs) part. Uh, Drew had a comment uh, in the percolator. Do you want to read this? No. Drew says... Wait, hold on. (laughs) Actually, I will read it. Jim Cummings, though longtime voice of Pooh Bear, is not the original. That honor belongs to Sterling Holloway. I'm dumb. He also voiced Ka the Snake in The Jungle Book and The Cheshire Cat in Alice and Wonderland, you dummy. Jim Cummings took on the role in 1988, so he's been Pooh for as long as I can remember, though perhaps... You 70s kids are more attuned to the Holloway era. (coughs) Sorry, I had something in my throat while I read that. (laughs) That's okay. I think it came out uh, pretty solid. That was probably the best uh, voice you've ever had, I think. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, So that's, uh, that's, that's the word on the poo voice. Yeah, that's the word on it. Do you do either of you have a preference uh, between Jim Cummings and Sterling Holloway? I mean, Sterling Holloway by name is definitely my favorite. Great, that's a name, great name, but Jim Cummings has a great name too. I also think, a great name. I don't know. I mean, Jim Cummings is the voice I'm more familiar with. Mm-hmm. That's the one I've heard the most. Uh, uh, when did you say he started? Uh, in the '80s, I believe. Okay, so they did the he did the ABC show that was yeah. out when we we're yeah. I'm probably more familiar with that, so that's yeah. why it sounds natural to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Really rings that bell. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. We're going to roll it back a couple of episodes now because we've got a comment on our 300th episode. Whoa. From Angela. <gasps> My sister? Sister. <laughs> so, <laughs> your sister comments and says... First, pat on the back to me for having the longest comment. Second, pat on the back to you guys for 300 plus episodes. Thank you, Angela. Drew, I'm a Good little night, disappointed. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed you didn't mention this episode to me. You know I have to defend my Harry Potter comments. Josh told me about it about it instead. Thank you, Josh. Let's delve in. The Time Turner. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. I, I hope the sakes of the rest of the episode. <laughs> no, I uh. do not believe Voldemort would have gone back in time at all. Not even to kill Harry's grandparents. He was too cocky. He was going to kill Harry in the present. I think he would have considered it a sign of weakness to go back. The great Voldemort can't take out a kid. You know, he didn't see Harry as a threat, especially at first. Also, I know Voldemort wasn't weak from killing Harry's parents. I just meant he was weak from that night after the spell rebounded. <clears throat> Another thing. In the third book, Hermione says to Harry that horrible things happen to people that change time. Again, would Voldemort risk something worse happening? That's a good point. He wouldn't take that chance. Yeah. Drew, 
it was never confirmed a Death Eater worked at the ministry, at least before Mm. Book 7, when they started using the Imperial curse on various people. In the movie, you get a sense that Lucius worked there, but that was never confirmed in the book. Plus, I think the time-turners may have only been known by the unspeakables, those who worked at the ministry in the Department of Mysteries, which may have included the time-turner room. This is this has not officially has not been officially stated, but it makes sense. Unspeakables are not allowed to discuss their jobs. So how many people, like a random death eater, would even know about the time turners? Moving on. I just speaking as a random person, I don't know what <clears throat> about the time turners. I do know about the time turners and I don't know about the time turners. <laughs> Moving on. Voldemort searching for slash using the invisibility cloak. There were various spells to make this one to make one invisible. Dumbledore states he doesn't need a cloak to become invisible. And brag. in book five, that's a brag. <laughs> in book five, you think you're so big, Harry? <laughs> Check this shit out. Watch me. I don't need a cloak. Uh, Moody places a spell on Harry to turn him invisible for when they fly to Grimald mm. Place. I'm sure Voldemort knew such spells. I'm not sure who said it because I can't tell you who is who between the new guys. <laughs> But it was stated Voldemort would, quote, use the invisibility cloak and sneak up behind Harry and shoot him. <laughs> I love it. I love that. He I would lo- never do this. Did she get your uh, quote about how many words were in her original comment? <laughs> and she said, <laughs> yes. I think maybe. I, if she beats it by one, I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> We'd have to count them. You have to count them. Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, Voldemort would never do this. He was going to face Harry when he killed him, so Harry knew Voldemort was the most powerful wizard. It may have been a convenient way to kill him, but that's not Voldemort's way. Ha! John. I am listening to it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Typing while listening, so I had to throw that in. (laughs) Wait. What is she reacting to? I think I said... uh, Something about whether Angela actually hears this oh, or no. knows that we talked about it. Um, I I was hoping it was just like later in the episode. You just made a funny comment and she's just like, ha. Responding to it, yeah. Well, I appreciate that, Angela. Uh, I have yet to read much more on Pottermore as I don't really, as I don't like reading things on the computer. I wish everything on the website was in book form. I'm honestly surprised that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Overall, I love discussing the Potter world and will defend it as much as I can. I love when you guys talk about it, even though I may get a little upset with what you say. No hard feelings, though. On another note, I heard Josh was one of the people with several guest spots. Frankly, you aren't using him to his full potential, (laughs) and you need to have him on more. I heartily agree. Uh, We need to check in with our adolescent correspondent soon. Uh, Drew, wasn't I supposed to come on and talk about the Fantastic Beasts? I guess it can wait until the second one comes out. Have you seen the trailer? It looks awesome. We can see it together since I know how much you loved the first one. (laughs) (laughs) One last thing. On episode 500, I want this comment acknowledged as the record breaker of my previous longest (laughs) comment and still reigns as the longest Uh. comment. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you, Angela. Wow. That was excellent. I think she made some really good points about Voldemort. In that comment, his just in terms and, of his arrogance, yeah. yeah, she, I think she definitely rationalized some of the dumber choices he made. Voldemort makes, mm-hmm. right? Like he's mm-hmm. he, uh, he doesn't want to take the easy way. 
<clears throat> um, we'll have to have her on, I guess. Yeah. We can talk about these new movies. The Beasts. The Beasts trilogy. Quadrilogy. El Bisto Fantastico. I think there's five going to actually be five. They're going to be five of those? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Do you think they're going to split the last one into a two-parter? Yeah, so we get six. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are those... So these are original stories, right? There There is no printed book for Fantastic Beasts? Well, there's like a... There's a book called that. It's the it's Newt Scamander's book. Okay, so it's like, but it's like pretty light. I don't think it's actually like a story. I think it's, it's not more, the narrative that the movie yes, follows. Exactly, it is a right. It's a it's an artifact. And I think she wrote it. She she created that and and Beetle Bard. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Back up. So is Stack the book up? back up? Uh, the book is called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and so it's like written from the main characters. Yeah, he's like a, a zoologist yeah. type. And Hitchhiker's things. Guide to the Galaxy. I, I might be conflating this, and Angela can correct us, but I believe... Wait, hold on. You're confusing me now, because there, is there a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Did they actually make... Book? Yeah. Do you mean the, like the guidebook or yes. the book book? The guidebook. Well, we'd have to ask Adam. Hashtag where's Adam? Where's Adam? <laughs> He's a big hitchhiker's head. Yeah. So it's not like Hitchhiker's Guide if they didn't make one. Well, right, I just mean like in the continuity of the storyline, it exists as the, a, as a guide. Books. Yeah, I'm, I'm in, talking yeah. about in the world, in the real world that we live in. Continuity. Of, no. Are you asking about Hitchhiker's Guide? Or are you asking about Newt Scamander's Newt Fantastic Newt Scamander? I think that's his name. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was asking about that, but I think I figured it out. Okay, so here's here's what I think it is. In the books, in the Harry Potter books, they refer to several books in world. Mm-hmm. Two of those books are the Tales of Beetle Bard, which plays kind of a critical role in the final book. And because, the other one's the Bible. <laughs> because, spoiler <laughs> alert. Mein Kampf. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> There's like 200 pages on Mein Kampf. <laughs> Just... Oh my god! In the middle of the sixth Harry Potter uh, book, and it's just it's just Mein Kampf trans yeah posed into it's, every page is like, and then Harry read. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's weird. It works though. It works. Yeah, it really sets the context. Um, there's Tales of Beetle Bard, and then there's the Fantastic Beasts mm-hmm. is I think both of those were then printed in real life as books, little thin books and the proceeds for the sale of those books went to charity. Now okay. they, Hitler youth. Now the proceeds <laughs> for this movie are going to JK Rowling's bank. Oh, along right. with the yeah. uh, universal studios bank. Yeah. And Warner Brothers. That's a uh, Grim Wait, Gringotts? is it Universal? Isn't that no, Universal I guess it's Studios a Warner Brothers. Bank? You just absolutely missed my Green Universal Bank, yes. Studios <laughs> joke. Is is it's Warner Brothers though. Warner Universal, Brothers owns the movies. Universal yeah. licenses it for the parks. Correct. Yeah. Angela, I'm going to have to let you know to listen to this one and give us all our <laughs> corrections. Hey, Angela, we're letting you know listen to this one. Yeah, listen to yeah. this one. <laughs> Complain. And let us know in your comment when you've heard this part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, acknowledge it by directly addressing me. That would be yeah, very helpful. John. <laughs> 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 I'm listening to it. 
Uh, okay, we got two more comments here, and uh, these are in response to our episode on Gaslight Square. Uh, first, we got a comment from Mike, who says, "Ma ma 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 ma." Yeah, <laughs> that's like the second uh, second Mike comment gets a different yeah, uh, get, theme song. Yeah. Then <laughs> I, I like both of Drew's uh, impromptu Mike Mike's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My impromptu Mike's. Yeah. <laughs> Mike says, "Boy, do I miss Pleasure Island again? All of a sudden, uh, I absolutely sympathize with that sentiment. Um, we've talked about the Disney uh, parks." In, of course, have you? in a previous episode, <laughs> in several previous episodes, we talked about the Disney. I don't parks. recall. I don't know that we've ever really talked about Pleasure Island no, at all. We have not. Uh, I was. I, I was never a, went. Never at all. No. Uh, not even to like the movie theater or anything there. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Really hate to ask this question, but what is Pleasure Island? <laughs> <laughs> don't you want to just infer and? Uh, I, well, Draw conclusions yeah, based on our oblique references. All those dogs and mouses fucking, right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember Tom Sawyer Island. Uh, uh, Good night, Plowy. <laughs> hashtag Nick's dildo joke. <laughs> uh, Pleasure Island, uh, the name uh, inspiration comes from the island that Pinocchio goes to oh, yeah, when he yeah. hangs you know, out and turns into a donkey. Nightmare Island. Yes. <laughs> Which, as an adult, is like my favorite part of <laughs> yeah, Pinocchio. Absolutely. absolutely love that. Uh, Wait, but they turned that into a part of Disney World? <laughs> they just took the inspiration, took the, name. the name. Oh, okay. Yes. The actual Pleasure Island was much different and had this in in ridiculously elaborate uh, backstory that I didn't fully appreciate until Pleasure Island was nearly demolished, but it was supposed to be um, in, in actuality, it was a nightclub district that <clears throat> Disney created to draw business away from downtown Orlando. Like convention goers would come into Orlando and then at night they would go downtown, hang out at this place called church street How station. And Michael Eisner leave, was like, why, That's why would that you, I could have. yeah, why would yeah. you do that? Why don't you come hang out here? Uh, so it was a lot of, there was a comedy club. Um, was Videopolis there? There was Videopolis West was there. <laughs> oh, it was like a, a, I guess a terrible adaptation of the Videopolis Why was concept. it called West? Or not video, uh, East. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the joke. Michael Eisner doesn't know. <laughs> right. Uh, and there was a, a couple dance clubs like they, and they all had like themed, um, there was like a beach club right. that played like uh, like beach, beach music. music, yeah. <laughs> um, but the 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 reason that it became uh, really popular, um, the primary reason was this place called the Adventurers Club. This I've never was, been, and I'm so mad. I've only been once, and I didn't fully appreciate it at the time. Uh, it it was uh, really kind of ahead of its time in that it it was a functioning bar it was like a place to go and buy a drink but uh, wow that is <laughs> disney <Yeah. laughs> he's like elon musk or something <laughs> <laughs> but it had a, a theme a broader theme around it that was this place where adventuring characters gathered when they were in pleasure island 
Um, and so they Wait. had costumed characters oh. that would walk around in, in character and um, portray these roles. So it was kind of like a mix of like a murder mystery dinner Imagine, type thing. And it's, oh, so it's these sort, aren't but Mickey. And no, these the are like no, serial no. type, you know, the, the, those like, like old serial. Like set 20s and 30s Serial killers? <laughs> Wait, is this an episode of Murderers? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite murderer. Um, no, it, you know, it, it's sort of like Indiana Jones-esque yes. okay. types. Yeah. Very inspired by that. The 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 backstory of Pleasure Island is that this guy Meriwether Pleasure, mm. who had made his fortune in, I can't remember, uh, he had settled in this area, and, uh, and as a result, it became kind of this uh, hub of trade among his adventuring cronies. Or maybe that's not exactly how it goes, but the. the the character uh, identities extended beyond the Adventurers Club. So, like, obviously, Meriwether Pleasure, his island is this where you are when you're in the Adventurers Club. But characters from the Adventurers Club would either... Um, they, re- there were references to them in other places on Disney property that were kind of period-specific. So, like, if you would go to the Boardwalk Resort, which was supposed to be, like, kind of a turn-of-the-century seaside um, resort you would like hear references to these names. Like they would announce them over the uh, little PA system and say, um, Mick McGavin, yeah. you know, come to the front desk and stuff like that. So the, the, the story behind pleasure Island and specifically the adventures club was sort of woven into all these different pockets of uh, the resort. Can I just interject? When I was in high school, I called my friend's D and D character to the front of the school. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was like oh. Kyle Lightheart, please come to the office. <laughs> and it was just like I knew oh, that like wow. six nerds right. were alone in a room busting up loud. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, That's fantastic! That is amazing. <clears throat> anyway, so that that was Pleasure Island, uh, and despite uh, <clears throat> a very vocal. Uh, campaign from a lot of people who were like regular um visitors to the adventurers club they eventually shut it down mm. and what's turned it now? into i don't actually know what's in that space because they've changed it so much now that it's disney springs is it disney springs now yeah it's uh which used to be downtown disney and it and used to be pleasure island there were sort of three um three separate districts that were all right next to each other. One was the marketplace, which was just shops. Basically pleasure Island was clubs. And then the West side, which never really took off was just kind of a mishmash of stuff. And then it all became downtown Disney. Yes. Is that right? And then a couple of years ago was rebranded as Disney Disney Springs. Springs. Which is it's also has a fictional backstory. Disney. Well, this is the interest. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should really make a spinoff podcast that I will never listen to. <laughs> There's plenty. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there are oh, there no, are many men yelling into the. What do you call? It? Is there an idiom for that? Never mind. <laughs> uh, so, bringing this back to Mike's comment, um, when. I, th- I guess I was probably like in my early twenties w- when I started to really get kind of rabid about like the whole backstory idea. This has been around for a, a long time at this point. Pleasure Island, I think, opened in nineteen eighty eight or eighty nine, and uh, it the the backstory was right right there for you to pick up if you were looking for it for like a decade. They would have 
little <coughs> signs here and there. Um, there was actually a newspaper that was, uh, it wasn't a newspaper, newspaper, but it, like if you <coughs> stayed at any of the neighboring hotels, they were also part of the broader storyline, the backstory. Mm-hmm. And so you would, you could like read references to all of these places at pleasure Island written in like period, um, style. <coughs> but I, I didn't pick up on any of this. Right. And so I finally figure out that it exists. And I was like, really taken with like how elaborate and interwoven it was. And then they announced Shut they were going to demolish yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but by that point it was kind of no longer yeah. catering to that idea. It was very much just, they, at, at some point they decided like they weren't making enough money on it as a destination. Um, cause originally it was a hard ticket thing. You had to pay uh, an entry fee and then you got to go to the, all the clubs for free. And they, uh, I guess decided that that wasn't working. So they opened it up to pedestrian traffic from either side and just charged you for admission to the clubs. And then that, kind of died out too now it's i don't know shop- what happened it's a shopping there. district now it's yeah it's almost exclusively <laughs> stores there are some restaurants there but there aren't any real nightclub venues as far yeah. as i know they have places that play live music but it's not like quite the same right. they just opened uh, the edison bar there yeah has, which is like kind of a steampunk type thing yeah and then there's um a sort of speakeasy type place attached to it that has a separate entrance hmm. And there's live music there at night. It, it, I think after like 10 or something, it turns into a dance club. Mm. Mike, I would love to know your thoughts uh, on Disney Springs versus Pleasure Island. And uh, I'm versus sure... Versus Downtown Disney. Versus Downtown Disney. I want to ask you guys something. Uh, club 23, right? Club 33. 33. Um, I want you guys to come up with a number in your head of how much you would pay to go to it. Oh, hold on. You you guys think about it, and I'll tell the rest of the world that doesn't follow Disney obsessively what that is. And you can correct me when I'm wrong. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, Club 33 is like an exclusive club that's like kind of like in the center of Disney World, but it's like above uh, the Magic Castle. And (laughs) it's only. (laughs) This is amazing. (laughs) This is fantastic. I want to start. This is our show. Yeah. yeah. This is our Disney (laughs) show, our theme park show. It's it's Nick getting every detail wrong (laughs) and us not correcting it. Um, only Elon Musk and Bill Gates have access to it and they only serve like, um, sushi on the backs of naked women (laughs) who have Mickey Mouse ears. Okay. Now I'd pay a whole lot to go there. Can I correct him? Yeah. Go right ahead. Uh, it's at the top of the Matterhorn, not (laughs) the, uh, Disney. Right next to the basketball court. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you, do you have your numbers? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Do you want to know it? Yeah. $25. <laughs> John? I think I would pay $0. $0. So you yeah. guys have no interest in going? I've, no. I mean, I, I think it's so a really. $25 worth of interest. I do have that. I mean, I'd be, I'd pay for a meal essentially there. Oh, mm. no, no, no. That's entrance <clears throat> fee. Then you have to pay for the meal. Okay, then I wouldn't... I'll Which is, I think, the way it actually works. You have to pay a membership fee. Yeah. It's a, I do know it's an annual fee. Yeah. And they have... <coughs> You're and it's like waiting list. It's like five long. grand they or have something a like that? finite amount fee. of yeah. members. Yeah. And so it's like you have to wait for Tom Hanks to die <laughs> yeah. if you yeah. want to get in there. And then you right. have to get... Um, 
George Clooney to recommend you. Right. Or you just have to know somebody who has a membership. Yeah, and you, take you people there. can bring, bring you in. I, I would, I just, I think it's a really cool part of the park. I like knowing that it ex- exists, mm-hmm. but I also saw photos of it recently and I was really kind of let down. Hmm. So I kind of wish that I hadn't seen the photos and I just knew it was there. Yeah. The mystique was yeah, still the mystique intact. Is very cool. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and I don't know, I, I, t- from what I glean, it's really just a restaurant bar Yeah, and there's nothing more to it. And so other than the exclusivity mm-hmm. and that it's not really a, a draw for me. Okay. I was going to, you know, tell my uncle Stevie Spielberg to let you guys know. <laughs> if you guys don't care, that's cool. You're not interested. <laughs> I'll just go with Stevie myself. Stevie. <laughs> I think it was, uh, there might still be some kind of like interactive element to it, um, which, I mean, they, they have that in other places right. too, so it's not quite as special. I think at a, uh, for a time, it was like awesome. Some guy in leather ran in and was like, I need to find the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would pay a lot for that. Either that or, I need to find the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Falcon will do. <laughs> I I actually have a kind of a, a vendetta against Club Thirty Three now, which is uh, ha- hasn't come to mind in a long time. But mm. this this conversation like just brought it back. And there was a time where I probably would have paid a lot to go in there, um, but a couple years ago they expanded it uh, um, from right. the original space because this this they, has been there. Got rid of. The Court of Angels. Yeah. yeah. So this, this, uh, the space was originally going to be attached to an apartment for Walt Disney and his family so in could, New Orleans Square, yeah. um, above the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. That apartment is there. The apartment is there and it has, it has been a couple of things. It was a gallery for a long time and it's now, um, the dream suite yeah. for a while, for like a year or two, they were having this contest where every night somebody got picked to stay in oh, the dream that's suite. That's a really cool idea. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. I think, I think now they either will offer it to very special people or you can rent you can, it if you have enough money and a, the right connection. You, you can, can also win. Like the, it happens a lot of like, Local promotions will. Oh, they do giveaways for a night in the dream suite. I don't think you can ever. I've never heard of anyone staying more than one night. Yeah, I don't know that you can book it for like an extended stay. The other thing about that, and I would love to talk to somebody who's actually stayed there. I've read about it. Oh, really? Well, then maybe you know this, but my impression was that you can't leave it. Yeah, like you can't go out (laughs) into the park or anything. I mean, what they? (laughs) So what? From what I've read, what happens is, um, you you. You go to the park. Is there a Hotel California parody of the Dream Suite? <laughs> there should be. You go to the it, park. You you check in. and They take your bags there, mm-hmm. and you're, you you mm-hmm. go. You know, have fun in Disneyland. And then uh, at a certain time, like you you then go to your room. You can't leave because um, I think it's around park closing. Essentially, yeah. You have a concierge with you. Like there's a person, a Disney uh, cast member who is your kind of person mm-hmm. for the night. Um, so if you need anything, if you want refreshments or whatever, right. they can acquire them for you, but you can't leave right. the room. Um, I'm picturing Michael J. Fox from For Love or Money. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> He's very accommodating. Uh, <laughs> and then um, there's you get a little gift, uh, kind of some some gifts mm-hmm. for staying there. It's got shampoo in it. It's got <laughs> some soap. Yeah, you added some <laughs> with Mickey on it. Um, and then you just spend the night. But I've heard it's really incredible. The morning is what's kind of worth it. That mm. you can because there's a balcony. So you can step out and look at the park as the sun's rising and there's no one there, you know, and it's it's quiet and yeah. and pretty impressive. I think I wonder if you can watch fireworks. In the I bet you can. From I bet there. you can see them from there. Yeah. So I would pay a lot to to stay in that room uh, to spend the night there. I would probably pay considerably more for that than I would for access to Club 33. I would definitely rather do that the the, yeah. p- the room than Club 33. So the the other space that was attached to it, the dining space that was um, originally going to be where Walt Disney entertained guests while he was staying there, um, at at a certain point in the late sixties, early seventies, after his death, they <clears throat> transitioned it to Club Thirty Three and kept a lot of the infrastructure that he had intended to be there in place. So they would have like animatronic birds and stuff in the corners, and there would be somebody watching the meal who would act for the bird live so converse with the dinner guests so it wasn't like a a programmed thing that the animatronic would do it was an actual person you know conducting that um and those little touches i think made it particularly interesting but since the the expansion i think they've done away with that and in addition to that they also closed off this corner of new orleans square that was Really, it, it was just set dressing. It was this um, little uh, arched uh, hallway leading to a set of stairs that went nowhere. Um, but they were always beautifully decorated. And over several decades, people became accustomed to taking family photos there. They would go there for their Christmas photos. And it just it was often it like has a, this legacy. A, sort of meeting space, too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. meet up at the Court of Angels. At the Court of Angels. And so the the loss of that, and there's some other like dumb things that they did in expanding it, changing the the look of the place. But that one in particular just seems so tone deaf. Yeah, uh, mm. and I don't it, know overall that, like yeah. I, uh, yeah, expanding yeah. Club Thirty Three doesn't make sense to me. Right, I mean it makes sense <clears throat> fiscally because yeah. they can charge more. Right, yeah, let more people in. But but I still think the idea of it, the concept, and the fact that it was there for so many years without people really yeah, knowing people about, know it. about it. it there's it's no, really amazing. It's pretty, um, uh, subtle. Like it's, it's secluded. It's not a big sign. Yeah. yeah. And the name, I guess is, um, is the result of it needing an address in order to get a liquor license up until actually maybe still today. Um, for, but for at least for decades, you couldn't buy alcohol in Disneyland in the park. And that was Club Thirty Three was the exception. And in order to get the liquor license, it needed an address. So they gave it the address Thirty Three, Rue de Lafayette, right. or whatever, which is where that comes from. And that's the only thing noting the entrance is the Thirty Three. Hmm. Interesting. Is it? No. <laughs> uh, do we have any more comments? We have one more comment uh, on <laughs> Gaslight Square, and it's from Joe of Joe's Cafe. Uh, Joe What's says Joe's Cafe. Uh, listen to the last. You'll episode. have to listen to the episode. Okay. It, no, it's um, it's a small, local, amazing, magical place that has kind of an aesthetic of um, 
uh, city museum, but it's in a neighborhood in New City. Uh. They're only open on Thursday nights. It's BYOB. They serve <laughs> popcorn. Popcorn and coffee. They have incredible, interesting acts, and it's just a hmm. great place to be. It is amazing. I, I right. absolutely love Joe's Cafe. And then his comment is like, you know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he says, thanks so much for the mention and kind review, Nick. I'm glad you appreciate my eclectic approach to popcorn dining. I enjoyed this episode so much, I decided to listen to a few others, namely your episode on coffee shops. I was then surprised to read your comments regarding Drew and John's ideas for a coffee shop, an equally eclectic and exciting approach to coffee, which you wrongly described as rented office space. (laughs) Forthwith, I'll request that you do not patronize my cafe, Nick, until which time you can see fit to understand the true genius that is Drew and John's The X. Wow. Thank you wow. so much, Joe. That's that's a um a, a truly unanticipated yeah. uh, vote of confidence for the X. God, you must feel like a real dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go back and listen to that episode again and try to, you know, look at it with new eyes. Yeah. Or and listen ears. to it with new ears. <laughs> yeah. I think Joe should institute a Club 33 policy yeah. where only <laughs> me and Drew get to go. <laughs> and he has an anim- animatronic bird. Yeah, yeah. That talks to us. <laughs> it's a big boy statue. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's talk to him. Joe, that set that up. We'll help. We'll take a meeting. Uh, all right. Wow. That was, uh, that was a lengthy stay here in the, the prefatorium. The, the windows are fogging up. Let's get to steeping, shall we? Let's. Here we are. What do we do in the percolator? <laughs> <laughs> we talk about stuff. Oh, yeah. We just, we, I mean, we, we have talked about stuff. We did. This might be a quick percolator. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I wanted to actually, you guys had talked about, I think, I guess it was in the percolator last week. You guys talked about um, some reality stuff, reality shows. Mm-hmm. Hey, can we talk about reality? Like, what? It really means to <laughs> reality be, stuff. Like, are you your thoughts, or like, is everything else what it? Okay, come on. Like, I'm looking at this table, right? Like, but what is it? What separates me from the table? We're all just like atoms, yeah. man. Adam, where's Adam? Well, hashtag, where's Adam? Where's Adam? Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag we're, we're Adams. All, hashtag, we're Adams. <laughs> hashtag, where's Adam? <laughs> so just transpose that S to the end. And remove an H. And okay. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Queer Eye. Mm-hmm. We Ash and I finished that this week, and I have to echo your sentiment. Like it's so good. Yeah. I watched the original Queer Eye too. The original Queer Eye as well. <laughs> I really liked it. This show now, Queer Eye. I was definitely cynical going in. Mm-hmm. Um. And pretty immediately was overwhelmed with like joy. Mm-hmm. And I think what makes this 
version of the show so great is like it's so necessary right now. Like, yeah, the world is awful <laughs> in this Trump era that we sure. live in. in. In in an era where today there was another school shooting. Yeah, I oh, um, didn't hear that. Yeah, and and so to have something so. Not so positive, but not in a uh, disingenuous way. Yeah, it's not cloying or anything. It is very genuine, just absolutely sincere, enthusiastic. All five of those guys are so wonderful in their own, you know, ways, mm-hmm. and uh, and they all get to shine too. I think exactly. That's what's nice yeah. about it. They they kind of take turns yeah. in the lead where appropriate. Right. And, um, you get you get to know them. Yes. A little bit, you know, and, and kind of get an understanding for why uh, the approach that they take in the process yeah. of doing what they do, which I think is an interesting way to explore that. Yeah. So I heartily recommend it as well. I am ready for season two. Yeah. Hurry up. We need it. Yeah. 30 episodes, now. please. <laughs> How many episodes was the first? Eight. Just eight. Yeah. Just a taste. <laughs> Well, I am thoroughly sold. I, I yeah. will check that out. Watch it. Um, also, I, you guys mentioned The Bachelor, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of this show. I think it was called Average Joe uh, that came out oh, yeah. back in the 2000s. We talked about this we, on the show. I, I believe think. we yeah. have. Yeah. And, and what I love about it is that the, the, the premise of this show was a bachelorette-type show where it's a woman choosing amongst you know a big pool of men. Mm-hmm. But these were normal men. Like just did, not. Did she think she was going into a show like The Bachelor at? Yes. And then they bring out like yes. a bunch of <laughs> slobs and yes, yeah, yeah awesome. And <laughs> and so like all these slobs and you know standard men come out and she's like oh and she's very nice like she doesn't you know yeah she's given the fact she's told one thing and another thing happens you have to give her credit for not mm-hmm. you know being like Whoa. oh wait 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 wait. One of them's a millionaire. Wait, is, is there some hook to it? No, no? just let me go through <laughs> oh, it. Okay, sorry. so they, they I'm just trying to get ahead. They of introduce them and they they proceed with the show as normal, right? Uh huh. And she's eliminating dudes. She gets about halfway through them. Uh huh. And then there's this episode where they're 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 like something's about to change, and they keep cutting to like eight people on sea uh, dues. Like jet skis coming in (laughs) to wherever they are. What is this? And like at the end of that episode, it's like Waterworld and they (laughs) kill them all and steal their gasoline. (laughs) At the end of that episode, she's got all the average Joes lined up. Uh And I think they, they ever have either have just done an elimination or are going to do one. And these jet skis come up on the beach. And everyone's like, what's going on here? And the people on jet ski start pulling their wetsuits off, and they're like hunky dudes. They're like these really beefy, you know, hunky guys. And they strut up there and line up across from the average Joes, and now they're in the game. And so she's going to choose now amongst both the hunks and the Joes. Wow. And so then the the show proceeds. So the Joes are like, "What? Oh no! no. Yeah, yeah. Like, this was our that. only chance." Literally, yeah. like, like I think five of them are like in their interviews, like it was like being in high school again. You mm. know, like it, it was very demoralizing to watch. You're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and you know, she she had been like 
really connecting with some of these guys mm-hmm. while connecting on a reality show. But yeah. And then she's like drooling at these hunks, you know, she can't even contain herself. (laughs) Um, And, and so then they proceed. And what's kind of amazing about the show is you're set up to really not like the hunks initially. You're like, these assholes come Mm -hmm. in, you know, but then they turn out to be nice guys for the most part. And they, you know, the hunks and the Joes don't really, there's no, not a friction or not a ton of it at the beginning. There is. Yeah. But as you know, hunks and Joes get whittled down that they, it kind of becomes one pool (laughs) as hunks and (laughs) Joes get whittled down. Um, So then it literally comes down to a hunk. One hunk. And one Joe. And one Joe. And uh, I'll spoil it for you. Spoiler alert. She chooses the hunk. Oh. However, (laughs) (laughs) she's chosen the hunk, and and you think the episode's over, and then like, but there's a twist. And you're like, what could the twist be? And all the hunks are gay. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out like they're so they I guess the hunk and the girl are kind of having a conversation post elimination and stuff and they're kind of walking down this beach. And I'm sure this was just B footage. They were like, We gotta shoot footage of you guys enjoying one another now that you're together. And they're getting to know each other more. And he learns a, a terrible secret about her that just sends him reeling. She's Jewish. No, worse. Uh, oh God, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Um, he's like kicking the sand. He's he's really upset. You're like, what could he have learned about her? She does. He's so mad. And then it turns out what has upset him so much is she's revealed to him that in the past she dated Fabio. <laughs> what? What kind of a twist? Oh, wait, you 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 genuinely think that this was just like a thing that came up? It, it well, wasn't, I don't. I I mean, it's a, I'm uh, going off of what they've told you, me. You, <laughs> either way, I'm just like flabbergasted. Yeah. and I'm, they break up, and she ends the show with no one. He's like. I can't ever compare to Fabio. I think that's essentially was his mm-hmm. complaint. Like, how am I supposed to? And he's the hunk. Yeah. And and what's great is like the, the average Joe, fish. like yeah, the last yeah. the last shot we see of him is on a, him on a bus home. Like, oh, man, <laughs> the hunk. <laughs> yeah, no, the Joe. Oh, the Joe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> what lesson did we learn from this? <laughs> the world sucks. Hunks get jet skis. Yeah. You guys get, get the bus. bus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was in a limo. I don't know. My, my brain wants it to be a bus. I want it to be a bus too. That's yeah. beautiful. Did the, do you know if they won another season? I think they did. And by that, you, you didn't watch it though. No, yeah. I I think I did, and I believe it was the exact same thing. Yeah, I think <laughs> there's what, another woman who dated Fabio. <laughs> I think what I enjoyed about that second season is there were two hunks in that one that kept high fiving, and in fact, <laughs> stop. <laughs> No, no, no. You have to know that. It can't get better than that. It can, Nick, because amongst all the high-fiving, so all the the dudes sleep in one room, basically. Uh And the two dudes that are high-fiving have beds next to each other. And just before he turns out the light, he's like, good night. And he gets a (laughs) high-five before they go to bed. (laughs) 
<laughs> we're we're staying tonight here in in the percolator. Yeah, right? we'll have to high five. Yeah, each other. we better high five. Um, Drew, you brought something up. No, was it you who brought up the um, uh, Blink One Eighty Two? I think. Oh, that was me. You yeah, that was, that okay. Chelsea uh, shared that link with me. Ugh. And I think my response was, oh, God, of course. <laughs> I, see, the notification... Okay, so what we're talking about is Blink-182 now has a residency in Las Vegas. And I got a notification on my phone that said that. <laughs> I got one, too. I, heard, I saw it after the fact, but I also was alerted to this. Well, no, I, I, I mean, for, for oh, when oh, I posted oh. it. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't... <laughs> No, Drew. I don't have Google alerts set to <laughs> Blink-182. Um, but my first thought immediately was, oh, God, we're old. And then I click on it. And I, I honestly, I didn't read the article, but I, I read the little blurb that came up in Slack, and that was it. all they were talking about. Is yeah, just like, like, to make hey, you feel old, you here's feel this old? news. Yeah. It's at the Palms Hotel. I think is what it said. Who cares? To be honest, I didn't that's read where, the whole thing either. Uh, real world uh, Las Vegas was. Oh, well, that's appropriate. <laughs> so <laughs> now I like you're telling me that I could potentially see Blink One Eighty Two and Carrot Top in the same night. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a place can you do? Wait, hold on, hold on. Is it is it really hot there and filled with sinners? <laughs> Is that? I think, I've, so, I think yeah. I've heard of this place. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I, uh, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, it's, it doesn't it, surprise me. It's, yeah, no, it's not. What I want to know, I want to know what Tom DeLonge thinks of it. Yeah, I would also like to know that. That's that's the important part. The, from here on out, oh. the only important part of any Blink-182 news is, is what, what Tom, Tom DeLonge has to say. <laughs> and I imagine he'll probably say, yeah, I plan on playing a few shows with him. Yeah, I'm looking forward with, to with my band. being out there with my band yeah. in Las Vegas. So uh, Las Vegas, very close. It's really close speaking, to, area to Area 51. 51. <laughs> Do you think I that's kind his of, plan? I orchestrated yes. this uh, with my contacts at the Department of Defense. Right. To, right. This oh, way I can, I can take brilliant. my important meetings in Area 51 yes. and still be able to perform that <laughs> night. Two or, sets. What would be, or either that's happening or Angels and Airwaves is going to have a residency mm. at the Mirage or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, did we trail on about that Avengers trailer? We trailed on about the teaser that was attached to the Super Bowl, but I don't think we Let's talked about trail the trailer. on about that trailer. Trailing on, trailing on. This is trailing on. Trailer two. Trailer. Two. Is it two? I think yeah. it's two. Yeah, you're right. There was a teaser and then a trailer. A spot. A a teaser, a spot, and then this is the trailer. I have been not that excited by these trailers Mm -hmm. until this one. And I got really excited about this uh, trailer and by some further news that I read about this movie. Uh, Is this news a spoiler? I guess it might, it could kind of be. I we'll mean, call it a mild spoiler. It features several of the Avengers. <laughs> 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 I 
I read that um, Thanos has a lot, has like the most screen time, mm-hmm. and that the the Russo brothers, the directors, are essentially positioning it as his story. Yeah, that is interesting. And if that is true, in the sense that I understand that statement, not in the sense of like they said that off the cuff and it's not. You know what I mean? Like, as yeah, I understand yeah. that, like, yeah, he's our like, protagonist. You know, in one way of thinking, this right, is Thanos' right. story. Right. Yeah. I don't care if that's what they mean. Yeah, yeah. But if what they mean is he's the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And the Avengers are the antagonist. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm infinitely mm-hmm. <laughs> more interested. I mean, I already was interested. I don't want to, like, downplay my excitement for the movie. But. Have you thought about the trailer in that context or rewatched it in that context. And and I think it still rings true. Hmm. I think, uh, we're going to get a lot of backstory. It looks like we're going to see how Gamora was quote unquote adopted Mm -hmm. by Thanos. Um, I think, you know, it's funny. I complained about his vest, Mm-hmm. But, but now you're coming around. Well, that armor looks stupid. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I do like his vest better. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on hashtag. That was a hard fought victory, but man, we finally uh, got there. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I'm very excited. Uh, I I love I Spider Man. Anytime he appears in these trailers, I'm I get super pumped and his little swing across the. The water. Yeah, that oh, was that great. Looked, oh, it looked beautiful. They definitely know what they're doing. Like, uh, the the that trailer doesn't give a lot away unless you like Analyze study it, every single I thing, have. which people have. <laughs> um, but it gets you hyped for it. Yeah, it's full of Spider Man. It's full of Black Panther yeah. and um, the Guardians. Yep, and the Guardians. Seems I like was amazed at how much this thing leaned on the guardians, this trailer in particular. Yeah. Well, they're, they are the cosmic link to, mm-hmm. you know, what's go, you know, to Thanos yeah. essentially. I go ahead. Well, I just, the one thing that I told you already, but, uh, that I have trouble with in this trailer is the very first line of it from, oh. uh, Gamora, Gamora where she says, as long as I've known him, he's only had one goal. To kill half the universe. Right. And it's such a corny, dumb motivation. Yeah, which is lifted directly from Infinity Gauntlet, the series that kind of... This is inspired by. Yeah. Um, But like with all the MCU movies, they've uh, looked at the comics and adapted them in a way that's a lot more, I don't know, realistic or smarter or... Acceptable. Yeah, they've, they've done made great choices yeah. mm-hmm. with that. Um, and so the one thing that's kind of been up in the air it, that is in the comics, Thanos' motivation, and I cannot call him Thanos. That's one of those names that Do I... Do you say Thanos? Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I know I'm wrong. I say Darkseed. I, I do too. That'll yeah. piss Adam off. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in, in the comics, his motivation is that Mistress Death is this character that's the cosmic embodiment of death yeah and she doesn't even have like a personality she's just like this thing that stands around yeah um and uh he wants to uh he's got a crush on her he's in love with her he's in love with her um and to please her he's going to balance the universe i'm putting quotes yeah uh by killing 
half of the world. Right. Half of the universe. Universe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which in itself is really dumb, and I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know why that balances the world. Right. Mm-hmm. I made a comment on Reddit about the, how, like, I was like a little bit worried about this, and this guy explained to me that, like, well, there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what a great synopsis for like the Reddit experience. This guy explained to me. Dot dot dot. That sums it all up. <laughs> um, uh, he he said that uh, well, that Thanos wants there to be an equal number of dead people as there are living people. And I'm like, okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Already falls apart. <laughs> yeah. One, I think those scales are tipped yeah. in a different direction. Billions of people yeah. have died already. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, like explain like people are like giving birth too much and not dying off enough. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, what? Wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so the mistress death hasn't come up. As that character. Right. People have, like, theorized that... um, Oh. uh, Hela... From Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. uh, Because she's the goddess of death. Oh, right. Could be a potential stand-in for that character. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, talking about people scrutinizing things, the moment that she... Spoiler. (laughs) May or may not die in Thor Ragnarok... There's like a little flash of light as she gets struck. And mm-hmm. so people think that she might have teleported away. <laughs> I don't I don't think I that doesn't set well with me. I think what I what is amazing about that is let's say that's true. Yeah. Would they would the people who are saying maybe that's happened, would they be happy with that? Like is that like oh good oh, yeah, yeah like, what I've got this figured rat. out it's a it's rational shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes <laughs> that that's kind of like the ultimate problem of the world these days is yeah oh yes get, <laughs> tell me forget more. about child slavery <laughs> forget about politics yep. the problem with the world these days uh-huh. is that nerds have enough time to, <laughs> to and figure a platform out, to talk yes. to figure out all possible yeah possibilities i think you're right and i think yeah. that is the worst thing <laughs> absolutely agree and so anytime a movie comes out uh you're already like oh man i'm part of the problem <laughs> i think we're doing it right now yeah, <laughs> you're you're either going to be upset that it's not happened the way you want it right. or upset that it happened the way you predicted it. And yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a tough conundrum. I, uh, the last thing I'll say about this trailer that I really love is how hard they are leaning on the theme, the Avengers theme, which has been present since mm. the first Avengers. Oh movie. yeah. The music. Yeah. But I feel like, and it's a good theme, but the, I feel like in the, in Joss Whedon, I guess, uh, wrote it. Just <laughs> <laughs> he was in the shower one day and he was like, <laughs> "No, it's Al- Alan Silvestri, I believe." Oh, um, the great, nice. great pedigree, right? Yeah, yeah. Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. What else do you need to know? Oh, Back to movies? the Future Two. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Future Three. Um, but I feel like he, the 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 I've seen people complain that the themes of the Marvel movies are no good. I think that's true in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. I think the Avengers theme is really good. I think what's what they don't do with it is place it in moments where it really like resonates. Yeah, yeah. highlights mm-hmm. a, a, a moment, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so you don't attach it to anything. That's that's the thing for me is like I I don't remember any of the themes and I honestly didn't remember the Avengers theme right. until I heard this conversation about how the yeah. Marvel movies themes weren't very good and I kind of started picking up on it when I would hear it yeah. in other places. And so it, it's really repetition Yes, you just have to keep like people are like the Star Wars theme is so memorable. Well, it's played like it's played. It's the opening thing. Every moment it hits you so forcefully in your face. There's no way not to come away. Yeah, with that in your head. And I'm I'm not saying that's the only thing. Yeah, but that is a huge part of it. Is just like you have to keep tying it in and make that something that and uh, major moments like memorable moments of the movie have to be attached to mm-hmm. the music cue mm-hmm. and treating it like uh, adapting it to different moments. Yes. Like I, I yeah. think of Jurassic park where it has one theme, but they play it in different ways right. and call back to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're pushing, they are really like it. They're, they're using it as if we do know it. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is great. Like, because cause you have heard it, and and so I think it does work as a as like oh this is an Avengers movie yeah you know yeah so that that's I'm very exciting to me, and I've also noticed that it's actually a lot like the Harry Potter theme <laughs> if you listen to so that that yeah uh, no we, I can hear that I don't want to discuss it but the Crimes of Grindelwald trailer came out. It has a. They play the Harry Potter theme at the end, and you're like, "Oh, it sounds very much like the Avengers <laughs> theme." Oh. So uh, let's do a speed round for other trailers. Okay. Um, yeah, that movie. Um, I mean, I didn't really lo- like the first one, so I can't get very excited about this one. I thought it was okay. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see this trailer. Did, oh, it's did the, this get posted? It's the. Oh yeah, mm, I don't think we posted it. Okay. You know what we're talking about, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if the listener doesn't know, well, screw you because we're yeah. not going to name it. I'm going to name it. <laughs> um, Crimes of Grim. The, there's a Grimlock. documentary for um, Mr. Rogers. Uh, won't you be my neighbor? Won't you be my neighbor? Looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. I really want to watch that. Uh, if I had emotions, I would have cried while watching the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> there's also a, a biopic about him coming out with uh, mm. Colin Hanks playing it. Oh, oh. Wait, no. I made that up. That sounded great. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, I think I Make saw a happen. headline. Can it be true? I, I think it might be like a funny or die or something like Aww. that. Colin Hanks plays him in something. Look it up right. yourself. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can look at show notes. Show notes. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're there for. Um, but yeah, he is a wonderful person that... Yeah, yeah. I rarely do. I see a trailer and think like I need to see this movie immediately. And I that one, I I was frustrated yeah. that I have to wait. Yeah, when it ended. Um. Oh, uh, tag. Speaking of Marvel, <laughs> there's a uh, on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> there's the trailer that I couldn't even finish. I just. <laughs> I I honestly like the premise and think it'll be a passable dumb comedy, but. I just can't. I am so uh, off put by that. Um, by by the premise or the that type of comedy, group of guys comedy. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what and like this is irrational and there's nothing behind it. But whenever I see Ed Helms in movie, I'm immediately not interested. I I get it. There's something about him that I'm just like, 
It t- I completely shut down. It it kind of um, uh, tells you what kind of movie it's going to be. He's he's like yeah. Will Ferrell was that for a while. Yeah. He branched out. He did like Jim Carrey and branched out and did more interesting movies and then and all sorts of things that you never know what it's going yeah. to be. Um, but uh, but yeah, Ed Helms kind of has a a brand yeah. to him. Mm. And it's and that's fine. It's just not not my. But I do really like the premise. It's the premise is that these guys have been playing tag since they were in first grade, right. and uh, and then they're adults now. And yeah, it's dumb. And they're still playing tag. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there was another one that Adam shared. Lost in space. Yeah, you know, lost in space. Yeah. Uh, Netflix. Is it a movie or series. a series? series? Yeah. Yeah. I would I would probably be a little more interested if it were a movie. Uh, I just don't know how you top the. <laughs> well, uh, I know I, it's funny. I know exactly where you're going, and I was thinking as I was watching it that this trailer, this new Netflix trailer, manages to uh, change my opinion of that movie, the Lost in Space movie. Right. Like I, I have uh-huh. basically forgotten it since seeing yeah, it in I'm the theater. To, okay, was John Hurt in that? Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Yes, Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman. Gary Oldman. He played Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember thinking at this, upon seeing it, like, well, that was, you know, unnecessary and, and pretty bad. But thank goodness they made but, it. Geez, now, thank, well, yeah, in, in retrospect, I'm, I'm very happy. I, I, I think exists. what I love about <laughs> the first remake is it's such, it, it's so indicative of the mindset of that era yes. of remakes. remakes. Yes, that is a great, <clears throat> very accurate statement. Yeah. Well, uh, again, I'm going to say I like the premise of it, but it's like uh, it doesn't have to be lost in space because, like, I agree. The, the kind of, I think to what you're you're saying, like the remake of it was like let's take this campy show and turn it into this like modern, right. very cool, serious, yeah. serious, yeah. yeah. And it, it doesn't rich themes the things and, that people actually liked about yeah. it, maybe, or, or th- remember about it, fondly, right. at least. Yeah. Um, but the, the concept of, like, a family in space yeah. is, I, I'm down It's a with cool, that. Yeah, yeah, cool concept. Yeah, but, like, I, I want it to go the way of, like, the Speed Racer movie. Yeah. You know, oh, like, yes. that's what I want Lost Fully in Space to look like. It. Yes. Yeah, the, and the spirit of the original. This looks like the exact opposite. I mean, I... I if I think if it was called something else, I'd be interested. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I'd be more interested. Yeah. And I guess, I guess you can give them credit for like the robot isn't a robot, but maybe it's an alien that they find on this planet. Yeah. And it still says danger. Will Robinson. We got to hear that. Yeah. The only thing that people know. about. <laughs> I know. It's the only thing. And then it ends with a, uh, you know, a, a version of the lost in space theme i only know that because i googled it is that check. what that was yeah. <laughs> i like the little like yeah. 30 seconds of that blew my mind that was the, i was like that's a really strange choice i was yeah. like yeah i had no idea that was uh john williams wasn't it i think he was that was his very first uh gig no. was the yes i'll i'll look this yeah, up look to it verify up. it but all right I'm we're all gonna sure. look it up John as Johnny Williams, really? Yeah, that's amazing. His uh, that can't be no. Mostly forgotten 1965 work on Lost in Space scores. 
Or is it scores or the theme? Yeah, no, it's I the think theme. The theme usually is considered the score. Because there'd be episode scores. Individual episodes would have oh, scores. True. Yes, but he is credited in that's at the end of it as incredible. Here we go. Main title theme season wow. one and two. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Can wow, I, I, I get this is my my last thought on Lost in Space. Uh, I'll, we'll explore it more when we do the Lost in Space episode. But of course, uh, th- to this day, I'm still somewhat um, embarrassed to acknowledge this, and I think I've only told like three people about it. Um, but do you guys remember those Columbia House um, video yeah. uh, subscription things? Yeah, where it's not like the club where you get like eight CDs or whatever. I did that too, but. Um, they would do um, a subscription for a TV show. This is long before DVDs, you know, where you could get season, full season installments of a show. They yeah. would, you would get a video, a VHS <laughs> every month with two episodes. On it. <laughs> and you got lost in space. <laughs> and I, and finally, like, I, I, there were all these shows that I loved as a kid and I wanted to revisit on yeah. VHS. Like, the A Team or Knight Rider or uh, The Incredible Hulk or shows that I'd never seen before because they were just not aired, you know. But no, when I finally had the means to sh- subscribe to a Columbia House series, I got lost in space. Wow. And I, su- I stuck with it for like two and a half seasons. Wow. Which is like 28 VHS tapes. So you're like well-versed. Do you still have them? No, no. I think I gave them to Goodwill like <laughs> decades ago. This is like 93, 94. When is yeah, this? probably about that. Wow. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I know so much about Lost in Space. It's John Williams. The work of John Williams. Johnny. Uh, you know, what a hack. Johnny hangs out with my uncle <laughs> Stevie. Yeah, on, yeah. <laughs> on the weekends. <laughs> Those two should work together sometime. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's it, guys. Get out of here. Go on. We don't love you. <laughs> Get out of here. Go.